What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to the Turning Tube Podcast, and today we are bringing you yet another daily episode. I feel like I've said that so many times, but I mean, it's true. We've we've been pumping out daily episodes, and today is not an exception. We got the Tigers and Indians, some bad, some iffy, I don't know, we'll, we'll get into it. I don't know Lorenzo's opinions exactly yet. But before we get into that, how, how are we doing today? It's a it's a great sunny I'm, day out. Ready to talk some baseball, personally. It's a little warm out. I'm, I'm kind of sweating, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. it's pretty dope out, and I'm ready to talk some baseball. But the big thing that I'm excited for is we're recording this on July 20th, which mm-hmm. means in on Friday, so in four days, if I do math correct, we we will have live baseball games. And just like a quick little intro conversation, have you watched any of those like inner squad games? I have, and they terrify me because they suck. They're so bad. I mean, we're Red Sox fans, so watching the Red Sox one, it's a little scary. I don't like the crowd noise. Seeing it empty is, like, really weird. The The Red Sox haven't put their fans up yet, though, so hopefully once they do that, it will look cool. But the Mets-Yankees game that kind of went viral, everyone was posting about that. I liked how they, um, that looked much more professional. So I'm hoping once the companies, like, they really gear up for the season, the, like, the filming stuff is all good it will seem like real baseball but I'm, I'm a little nervous i don't know what it's gonna be like i'm a little nervous too i'm i've i think i'm against crowd noise just give me the silent stadium yeah or maybe just tweak it a little bit i don't like how much it fluctuates but i guess you have to it's, it's gonna be experimentation but hopefully for the playoffs they have it ready yeah very true and also i want uh like I want like containers or like giant buckets in the outfield, and if you hit a yeah. home run and it lands in there, you get a double home run. Honestly, you get an extra run. <laughs> John Boy, we're big fans of him. He tweeted today they should have like markers to see that how is far so the cool. ball went. That's so genius. They have to do that. Have to do, it. and if you hit the marker, you get something. Two, it's if two you points. hit the sign, double two runs. points, two home runs, yeah. two home runs, <laughs> double the amount of runs you would have scored. So yeah. if it's a grand slam, you just got eight RBIs oh, by yeah. hitting that four fifty <laughs> sign. <laughs> But talking about hitting home runs and making the playoffs, let's get into the Tigers, the Detroit Tigers. Oh my God, my favorite time in the entire world. Let's talk bad baseball teams. Oh yeah. This is. I wake up 5 a.m. and I'm just like, why don't we talk in Detroit Tigers baseball, mm-hmm. man? Because that's that's what I'm looking for. I don't want to talk Yankees. I don't want to talk Nationals. I want to talk about the 114th loss, Detroit Tigers from 2019, coming off of. 2017 and 2018 where they lost 98 games both seasons Mm -hmm. they are so bad getting worse and they were i mean a few years ago they were a terrifying lineup now they just got miguel cabrera still kicking around there hitting some base hits but other than that they might be the worst team in baseball i they got matt boyd who's like a decent pitcher and that's like their star i really don't they have nothing. It's even hard to talk about them, honestly. It's why just is, unsettling. Why is he even on this team, though? Matthew Boyd should not be on this team. Let him go for his se- yeah. like his mental health. Like trade Set him, him yeah. free. Just get whatever you can. I would trade him for like n- literally a bottom-ranked prospect. Just mm-hmm. don't put him through that. He's a good guy. He's a solid pitcher. Don't mm-hmm. make him suffer with you guys. But this is like – this is the really bad type of rebuilding in baseball where it's like – clear is that there's not even anything exciting to look forward on the team and address a void in the game yeah i i really don't know any of their prospects which is something we've known all the prospects for all the other bad teams and i just think they're just such a dead 
team and I really see nothing like if you told me one thing to root for the Tigers this year I can't tell you anything I honestly can't and I mean I don't know a lot about the Tigers so educate me but I really just this is rough I mean them and the Orioles I really don't that's a tough tie between who's the worst but I think the Tigers are just so blah I mean they don't midgy I guess but it's not midgy midgy so he has fallen he has fallen off so much it his decline I don't think people realize how harsh it was like he went from batting like 338 to immediately down to like 249 like he's that harsh a decline there was if I'm uh I'm gonna have to count these but it looks like he had from his rookie season in 2003 all the way up to 2016 there is not a single year he did not receive an MVP vote. Yeah, he's insane. 13 straight years. Yeah, I mean, him and the Marlins was nuts, and then he went to the Tigers and won the Triple Crown. So, and MVPs, All-Stars, everything imaginable. But I think that kind of brings up a different point. Maybe we don't really talk too much about the Tigers because they suck. About long contracts, because maybe he signed for a couple boatloads of money. And he, I think he, he signed for a daddy's contract. Yeah, and that was he's at the end of the contract. How much? How long does he have left? A couple of years. One uh, year? I'll pull, I'll get the producer on that. But um, yeah, that's like that's a good point. What? But when did he? When he signed that contract, did anybody actually think that it was going to be good? I think so. Yeah. Like this is a solid deal for the Tigers. Yeah, I think this is the same thing we'll be saying about Harper, Machado, oh my God. Garrett Cole. What is he like? You're gonna like five years. 2025 Ugh. he will be he's 37 now so that's five 42 years old and his base salary starting in 2020 but obviously this is adjusted to be prorated salary um so he's making 11 million on the adjusted salary in 2020 2021 30 2022 32 2023 32 2024 30 2025 30 million dollars i think this this is why you don't want to sign long contracts. People who Garrett Cole is going to be great for five years, but those last four years, it's or five. How long did he sign for? Ten years. He signed for ten. Yeah. So those last five years, you're gonna see something like this. I don't know how it transitions into pitchers from batters, but you really pay all that money for the first five years, and those second five are rough. I think we're gonna see something very similar with Bryce Harper, where. The Phillies are in win-now mode. They're starting to really ramp up. They got Alec Bohm on the way. They brought in Harper. They brought in DD. brought in a new winning manager in Girardi. You're going to see them be good and Harper be great for five years. And then once their time is done, unless it's the dynasty, once their time is done and they start to kind of be an average team and then finally a bad team again as the cycle continues, circle of life, shout out Lion King, shout out Pumbaa, we're going to see... Great movie. Oh, yeah, great movie. Lion King one two and one and a half all slap oh one and a half is the most slept on movie of all time but bryce harper we're gonna see him be good for five years and then those last five years we're gonna be thinking wow he's got a lot of time on his contract left what happened to him it's just so fast moving like how i see it and i could be wrong you kind of play a sprint in baseball you try to be as good as possible sign that huge contract you're good for like four years and then you're just on the decline until you retire. It's you. I mean, with the superstars, that's how it is. That, do you want to hear something in crazy to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is tied for the fourth highest paid player in baseball. 
players he's yeah. paid more than right now. Mookie mm-hmm. Betts, uh, Nolan Arenado, Bryce Harper. Uh, and then there's just some bad names on here. But that is crazy to me. Get Jordan Zimmerman is also top 27. Uh, in highest paid players in baseball, and do you have do you have any idea what his ERA was last year? Before like, I say it. Do you have any clue? Five eight. Uh, under. You got to go higher than that. Six seven two. Still higher. Eight nine two. Too high. Uh, <laughs> six nine one last year with Jordan. Do you remember when he signed with the Tigers? People thought, "Wow, that was a good contract." He's going to be yeah. a great ad for them. And I think people were talking about how good Mickey's contract was, too. I mean, they must. He was the best player in the league. So I don't, I don't remember him. I don't remember him being as like highly talented. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe that was. I just was think insane. everybody knew. I think everybody knew, though, at the end of his contract that like he was he was going to suck. I think that was aware. But in yeah. 2019, he had a whip of one and a half. One win in thirteen losses, and a six nine one ERA. Well, he is—he's not on the best team anymore, really. Yes, but like his his ERA since signing with the Tigers. So in twenty fifteen with the Nationals, he had a three six six ERA. In his top four straight years in a row with the Nationals, he has solid ERAs. Twenty sixteen four eight for the Tigers, then six zero eight, then four and a half, then six nine one. Yeah, and they that, owe him. They owe him a fat salary. It's rough. So, I think, and that's we're not even talking about the current Tigers. This is kind of like the Tigers of the I past that are just kind of washed up. So I think, kind of bottom line, these Tigers are gonna suck. Yeah, I just don't see if we're gonna talk about like current day roster. Like I like Matthew Boyd, but he really struggles with like the upper half of the plate, like finding consistency in the strike zone there. I don't really think he's anything special. I think he's he's got some trade value. Maybe, uh, but he's also on the Tigers. You're not going to see a good ERA. You're not going to see wins. You're not going to see Yeah, so you got to base it purely him. off stuff. Um, yeah. I like if Michael Fulmer maybe is able to get back healthy. I remember he, like when he was actually decent, but mm-hmm. like I don't know. if the, I'm just like picking out here. Uh, there's really nothing here that I look at and be like, oh, unless like they have a, a player coming up. Yeah. A little. I don't know any off the top of my head. I could be wrong, but I don't think they have like a team that bad. Should have like a top three prospect, you'd think, but I do, I really don't think they do. Unless I'm. Oh wait, no, they got a pitcher coming up. What's his name? Uh pitcher coming up. I don't have their top prospect. I could, this. Here. I was completely wrong. They have. I think they do have a top pitcher coming up. Uh, I'll ha- I'll have the producer hop on that. Um, but you want to hear my fun fact of the day? Yes. While that is. In pending uh, mm-hmm. research, uh, you mean Casey Miz? Is he the guy? Yeah, Casey Miz. Yeah, okay, he's Miz. He's really good. He's got stuff. So, yeah, that the is, top four prospects in the system right now are Casey Miz, Matt Manning, who are both projected to come up in the 2020 season. Uh, Riley Green is 2022, and then Tarek Skubal is 2021. Yeah, he's so I think Casey Miz looks special. We'll see how that turns out. But other than that, I don't think they're not going to be in win now mode for a couple. Another cool, another cool prospect in their system. If you care about Tigers organization, uh, I do like Joey Wentz, who they acquired when they traded Castellanos. Or that's mm-hmm. how you say that, I think. Um, yep. He has a two zero with a two zero two and zero with a two point one zero ERA in Double A right now. So after the trade last season, so that's pretty solid. 
And also, they're probably going to get the number one overall pick in the 20. They had the number one overall pick in the 2020 draft. Mm-hmm. So they're just yeah. fueling that system with talent. So 2025 yeah. Tigers, after Miggy's contract up, look out. But now, yeah. no. Look out. But I got my interesting fact that okay. I almost tweeted out earlier, but I figured I'd save it uh, mm-hmm. for the podcast because this is you have to listen exclusively to get these fun facts. True. Um, the 2014 starting rotation for the Detroit Tigers all have World Series rings now. Ooh, that's nice. Justin Justin Verlander, David Price, Rick Porcello, Max Scherzer, and Anibal Sanchez. That's a nutty. That's a nutty rotation. So that I'm just saying, that's pretty cool. And they never won a World Series on the Tigers. They never, they never won a World Series. So that do you blame management? What do you blame there? Just bad luck? The lineup maybe? No, because all those pitchers won World Series. They just couldn't do it when they were all together. Dave Dombrowski and his inability to build a bullpen is what I blame on that. Yeah. And also, there is such thing as too many cooks in a kitchen. You can have too much. Like maybe yeah. don't you don't need Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, all of these pitchers together, and instead maybe focus on adding depth and people who know how to win instead of just mm-hmm. throwing them all together when they're. I think that was just a, also like we said with the Marlins. I think that was like a wrong t- place, wrong time. That's just true. Bad yeah, looking luck. back, it's it's easier to criticize looking back, but those players They're, could have bad they years, were, stuff like that. They were one David Ortiz swing away from winning the ALCS and that's probably true, yeah. winning the World Series. So like, yeah. that's but if you look at that, they got in that particular game. If going back to history, I'm pretty sure they were getting like they had two hits. I think it was either Scherzer or Verlander in that game, and then uh, the bullpen came in and then they took they tied it up on that one yeah. swing. So. They Starters were kinda, can't do everything, even though they can exactly. basically do everything, not quite everything. Not quite everything. But that's – we almost – I don't know how we made it to 15 uh, minutes talking about this uh, Tigers team, mm-hmm. but I don't even want to read you guys their projected lineup. Because I doubt you'll know any more than uh, – two players I think you know in this yeah. lineup. Uh, tell I me do, how many people you know. I do have a little fun fact before you read that. I think – so – Two worst teams in the league, in my opinion, Orioles and Tigers. They kind of flip flopped their like middle infield super, not superstars, but like their cool young players. And um, Iglesias went from the um, Orioles, no, 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 Tigers to Orioles, and then um, what's his name? Oh, Jonathan second. Scope. Yeah, Scope did vice versa. So I think that's a little kind of quirky. It's like they met and they were like, "Hey, you suck." I suck. Maybe give our fans a new look of suck. So yeah. You take, you, you exactly, take my yeah. middling player and I'll take your middling player. Yeah. But yeah, this this lineup, I want to see how many people you know. Uh, Nico Goodrum, Victor Reyes, Miguel Cabrera, CJ Cron, Jonathan Scope, Christian Stewart, Jim, Jim can't say that name, Jemire Candelario, Austin Romine, and then Jacoby Jones. That's one name butchered so far on this podcast. Just saying. Yeah. Only one isn't that bad. Uh, I know Crone, Romine, Midi, of course. I. There's slight recognition, but like I should know every name, so that's concerning. But also, this lineup nothing, is the worst in baseball. Yeah, nothing, nothing special at all. They really didn't. Yeah. They're not trying to win at all. Exactly, but hey, I'm telling you, Buck Farmer coming out of that bullpen is gonna. <laughs> it's really about to. It's really about to show you some gas. You don't want. Mm-hmm. He's got farmer strength. He's like a farm boy. He's gonna dust you. They also have two Garcias in their bullpen, which is kind of cool. Brian Garcia cool. and Ronnie Garcia. Yeah, so Garcia time. If you're, if it's eleven zero against any team in the league when they're getting absolutely dusted on. Maybe you get to see back-to-back Garcias give up home runs. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's a little cool. fun thing to look for. So what do you got, what do you got the Tigers coming in at? 
Oh, I got him coming in at 12 and 48. That sounds about right. I might, I'm feeling a little frisky. I might put him at 10 and 50. Just see if that happens. I was thinking 10 and 50, but that 50 loss market, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a Honestly, lot. <laughs> if people are balling out, though, ah, they play the um freaking Royals too much, though. They, yeah, they play the Royals, so maybe they're like, they could like go like 20 agreement. and 40, honestly. Like, they're trying to lose. So you're not – they want to lose every lose. game. That's true. That's true. So 10 and 50 is – I feel them and the Orioles and probably the Royals, I feel like, are teams that are genuinely like, all right, we want to lose every game. But the Royals yeah, are a loaded roster. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's throw them at 11 and 49. Just see if they can win that one extra game. But I think they want to lose as many as possible. So let's let's see if they can do it. Story to watch. How much the chase for fifty? <laughs> if if the Tigers, what would be more shocking to you? If the Tigers have less than double digit wins, mm-hmm. or if they win twenty games? What about this? What's more shocking? If the dot the hey, Dodgers... I'm facilitating. <laughs> no, 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 I've denied that question. I have a better one. What's I've more impressive? Denied. The the Dodgers losing. Double uh, losing single digits or the Tigers winning more than single digits. So the t- ooh, I think the the t- Dodgers because it's harder to win than to lose. Like you can genuinely yeah. just fifty one and nine would be tough. That'd be tough. I, maybe have to, maybe that's gonna have to be an Instagram poll. What's more likely, the dot the Tigers lose fifty mm-hmm. games or the Dodgers win fifty games? Yeah, we're gonna have to see. But I'm a, I'm gonna go with the. The Tigers are more likely to probably lose 50 than the Dodgers win, even though I have the Dodgers doing it. Just, like, by averages, they're so yeah. bad. That's that, that's tough either way to do. Like, the Tigers got to be bad, and the Dodgers got to be good. So And they don't even play each other, so it's that's tough. Oh, Dodgers versus Tigers? That's a 14-0 shutout right yeah, there. That, that's, get, that's a rough go. Yeah, Mookie's having, Mookie's having himself a day. <laughs> He's <laughs> having himself an off day. Yo, he really is. Like, he's going to be pulling up the Timmy Anderson bat flips when he's oh, going yeah. deep off Jordan Zimmerman. But, yeah. so we got him coming in at, I think I had 12.48. Jack's a little lower than me because he hates you, Detroit. He has him coming mm-hmm. in at 11.49. I'm giving mm-hmm. you hope. Dozen wins. That's solid. Yeah, that's Baker's. Maybe Baker's doesn't. Maybe throw him in at 13. We'll see. I feel so bad for Tigers fans. What are you supposed to do? Watch that team play? There's, like, no hope for it. There's no hope. But we're at... 10 minutes, I mean 20 minutes on the Tigers. So let's talk about a competitor in the Cleveland Indians. This one's interesting to me. I mean, good fan base, kind of solid team. They got this whole name thing going on. So what do we call them? Like the, just Cleveland? We'll call them Cleveland. Who knows uh, what they're going to be. But what, what did we agree on for our, our, our Cleveland name change? I think it was tied between the fire and the spiders. That's too controversial. Well, this, the, the fan base is split. Half of them yeah, will be split. angry if we split. choose one. <laughs> we Let's just go Cleveland. <laughs> we okay, can't Cleveland. upset the fan base. The Cleveland Clevelands. We have an interesting team. I think they're in kind of this weird race with the White Sox that you don't really know what's going on. And what's the other team that I'm forgetting? Oh, the Twins. The Twins and White Sox. I kind of compare the White Sox and Indians a little bit, even though the Indians have proven they can do it. I think on paper, the White Sox look a little bit better, but I wouldn't be surprised if the White Sox stunk, but I don't quite see the Indians stinking. What but are the I, Indians doing? I Yeah, that's that was my next point. It's hard to be a fan right now just because is your best player leaving this season or are you trying to win a World Series? You really have no idea what's going on. They just gave up Kluber. They, um, 
They don't have Puig anymore. Or no, Bauer. they got Puig and then he left. Yeah, David Bauer. You just don't really know what's going on. How? Here's how I look at it. Why is every topic or every time we're looking for a team, looking for a starting shortstop, shortstop, Francisco Lindor, the first person who comes out of our mouth, when they won 93 games last year? And have made it to the World Series in 2016 and have been perennial contenders. Like, it, they have the stuff. They are good at pitching, and their lineup is nothing to scoff at. I, we can run through the lineup if you have it pulled up. I think that's a good place to start. But I think I honestly don't. This I do have their, I have their lineup and their rotation pulled up. And honestly, they, they got – dude, this team is not a bad team. It isn't. I think it's mainly – how the good morale. are the Twins and the morale combined with are the White Sox actually good? I think the Indians are far and away better than the White Sox, and it's not even close. Yeah, with with Topek, I mean, Topek would have to win Cy Young for them to win the division, and maybe that wouldn't even do it. But I think with him out and kind of all that young talent, they could break out. But I think it's a safe bet to say the Indians are probably a better team. The Indians are, I think, clear. I don't think it's close. I think they're obviously the better team. If both teams play to their maximum potential, it's not even close. Indians, yeah, for sure. Far better. I mean, but what if if they start slow? Do they quick trigger deal Lindor away? Or maybe if that was the 60-game season ruins that, but if they're planning on it, I don't like how does the team perform? I I think, think that's the biggest question. I think although the ceiling, we'll get into the players in a second, but although the ceiling for these Indian teams is higher than the White Sox, the floor is also way lower because it's clear that they don't want to invest in this team. They're trading mm-hmm. off pieces. Lindor is halfway out the door. So if players start, if they start losing early, I can totally see this team mailing it in. 60-game Corona season, this could totally be one of those teams that just starts shipping it in, giving up, and like slop, just like trying to get through. Totally. Yeah, this but, this is quite the coin flip, but it shouldn't be. They should be way better. Winning either second place or contending for a wild card for sure. A hundred percent. But I have the lineup here, one through nine. I'll give it for you. Uh Francisco Lindor, Oscar Mercado, Carlos Santana, uh then we got Reyes, then Jose Ramirez, Jordan Lublo, Luplo, <laughs> Cesar Hernandez, Roberto Perez, and then Delano De Shields in the nine spot playing center. So, and then on that bench, we got an old friend of ours, Sandy Leone, Mike mm-hmm. Freeman. So, I I like that. Like, I like that lineup. Um, I think, obviously, Francisco Lindor is insane. Uh, I don't – I like Carlos Santana. Jose Ramirez had the weirdest season last year. Yeah, he's been having a couple weird seasons, but he can be an MVP contender. Uh, I think I he really, hit – I'm a little low hit, on him. I think he hit two nineteen like before the All Star break, and then and afterwards then he, he hit he went like he hit like three twenty seven and had an OPS above a thousand. Yeah, so this season's not looking great for him, or maybe it. I mean, either way, I don't know. It, it's hard. Maybe he says like, "Oh, okay, we'll just go second half in the first half." There we go. Or maybe he's just a slow starter. I mean, who knows? This is what we're gonna figure out in this Corona season, which is why we're giving these previews every day. Subscribe to the Apple Podcast. Follow the Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, that good plug, good plug. But I, I like, I don't hate Oscar Mercado. He's only had one season under his belt. He had 269, 15 home runs, and 15, uh, 54 RBIs as a rookie. He finished eighth in rookie of the year voting. Um, so well, I don't, ha- yeah, young talent. I like it. It's it's so weird. They have a couple young players. They have stars. They have a rotation. 
And why are we talking about that? I hate that. Like, I'm like, that's so bad for baseball. And then, like, the name change around the team. It's like, it's such like a toxic environment for the Indians right now. Yeah, they're not set up to be to make a push. If they if they're good, it's probably like they lose in the first round. That's just the vibe I get. So I don't know. Maybe I think they want to be bad. Maybe I really don't know. If they kept Bauer and he had a good year, I think they're just that much better. And just I, I'm kind of down on them just because I think they're giving me that vibe. Monkey but the see, rotation. They're, they have potentially free horses in their rotation, man. Shane Bieber last year, he had a, he had a really solid season, and that I feel like not many people know or like given the recognition he deserves. He had a free twenty eight ERA. He made the All Star game, fourth in Cy Young voting, uh, ten point nine strikeout per nine, six point four eight uh, strikeout to walk ratio. So right, that's a that's a good stat line. And then um, Clevenger is also insane in that rotation. Like I like him as well. His his season last year was nothing to sleep on. Uh, he had a two seven one ERA, a sub free ERA. That's in twenty one starts. He got hurt obviously, and he was supposed to miss the first six weeks of this season. But since Rona, he's probably going to start it. Um, he had twelve point one strikeout per nine, which was by far his best of his career. Four point five seven strikeout to walks. That's that's solid. And he was good in twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen as well. So he's kind of a bona fide ace now. Yeah, they there's really nothing there's nothing to hate on their rotation. I think that top two or three can really go up against the real talent. I think with that pitching, they give the Twins a run for their money in a game, even though the Twins have a better lineup. I, Carrasco I like. scares me. Carrasco's iffy, but what is he? A, he could be a four or a five, even depending. So no, he can be no, he can be a he can be a free like he can like uh before yeah. last season he had. Six seasons in a row where he had a sub free five ERA. Yeah, he can be a three, but I think they don't need him to be. I think he can be a four pretty comfortably. So, I meant that he did have one season with a free six three, but like he's he's really good. Last year he had a bad year with a five two nine ERA. Uh, I'm not really sure he what also happened. Came, if there was... He came back from um, cancer, I think. So, yeah, like obviously he's got a lot of great story. Um, so I'm rooting for the man. Obviously, so I I like him in the rotation. I think he potential to have a bounce back. So like this team, man, is the only thing I don't like about their lineup is they have five right-handers penciled in. You know I hate that. I don't like that. You gotta have some diversity in that rotation. Yeah, definitely righty heavy. I mean, I I'm kind of torn on them. I my gut is to go low on them, but they give you nothing to think that you should be low on them. But I'm still like I don't know. I kind of like the hyper on the White Sox more than the hyper on the Indians, but how is but that like, going to translate to the season? But even Brad Hand is probably one of the best closers in baseball still. Yeah, he's good. So, like, I Carlos Santana carried the team early. Like, he can hit. Uh, Reyes has incredible power. Lovell can do can play every day because he's a good against lefties. So, like, right mm-hmm. there, this I don't— and then they still traded away Trevor Bauer and Corey Kluber. This Indians organization is, like, really well run. And then they have Terry Francona, who maybe is one of the few managers who's actually still a manager in baseball mm-hmm. and not just an analytical person. True. So so right there, it's just like, I don't know, I like that mix. And I feel like they're a good organization overall. Obviously, they're making cuts and stuff. But the Indians are just consistently, like, dangerous in my eyes. So I don't know where you're coming in on them, but... I, l- I like them 
if it wasn't for that stupid Lindor thing hanging over their head. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking maybe there's a conspiracy where the front office is whispering like, "Don't do, don't do too good." Like, once you hit 30 wins, chill. Like, don't win anymore. So that's kind of where I have them at. But I could also see them being a good team and being an easy wild card. This is probably my biggest flip of the season, honestly. Biggest coin flip. I, I have a proposition for you. Mm-hmm. I hope Indian fans enjoy this one. Let's okay. say that the Indians that your conspiracy is correct. Mm-hmm. And that the Indians aren't supposed to win a lot of games from the organization. How, <laughs> how, what would you think the organization does if this team comes out and gives them two middle fingers and goes off? Like, let's say at the deadline, they're like 10 games over 500. Well, that's, that is the thing. Do they add maybe, or do they leave it? Maybe the fire is lit underneath their asses and they're, they're coming out of the gates real hot, which they probably weren't as much last year. So that is definitely a point. But I, I think maybe the front office, we've seen the owners don't really seem to like winning or playing at all, even. So I think the front office trades away their best player, something like that, maybe. They definitely don't add. I don't think the Indians are going to add at the deadline. I I think it would be really tough if there's a deadline, like if pieces are moving, like that Mm -hmm. all depends on what the market is. I think it'd be really tough for Indians ownership to have a team that's like in serious contention and not add or even consider trading away Lindor. So you're there. I think that'd be a really good story. Like if the Indians came out yeah. and just started crushing wins, like that, that'd be entertaining. I'm, I'd be here for that. That That is a good story. So if you're a baseball fan, why should you root for the Indians? What's your like number one reason? I think they're, they're pitching mainly Clevenger, Bieber. They can go go head-to-head with the best in the game. I think anytime they pitch, it's a good game to watch. And there's star power. You have Lindor. You have um, the Franimal. You got Santana. They can hit bombs. I think um, Cleveland's a good park. Well-run organization, except the last two years. I don't know what's going on, but hopefully they bounce back. We'll see. I don't think they will, but who knows. And mainly, the name change. You got to be excited for the Cleveland Spiders coming in 2022. Cleveland <laughs> Spiders, that's my hot take. And that's where you see the organization ramping up again. I I completely agree with you. My reason for watching this team is going to be centered entirely around their pitching. This is like my favorite rotation to watch in baseball because they literally just hammer strike zone. They're always ahead of the mm-hmm. count. Uh, Mike Clevenger's ability to pinpoint that fastball, even with his velocity, is incredible. Uh, Shane Bieber slider is moves more than probably any. It's up there and one of the best like moving sliders in the game. So I love that. So if you just want to watch good pitching, tune in for Clevenger and Bieber starts. I think Clevenger is probably a dark dark horse to win the Cy Young. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I think he's he's really cool. Really also, cool great hair, great hair, good hair. I don't know about great. I think it's good. I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's kind of in a weird style. I respect it. But on I a scale of no one to Noah Syndergaard, where does it rank? Uh, not that. Probably like a five. Uh, half of Syndergaard's? Oh, I'm giving it yeah. a seven. I think I like the flow. It's got some. It's got some movement to it when he I pitches. Mean, he, he doesn't have flow though. It's like long hair, but it's kind of. It's like it's like surfer hair. It's not quite. Is it like? It's like Clay Buckles hair or oh, in your no. eyes? No, it's no, not. That's Clay that's, Buckles hair. Yeah, we should. That's our scale of ranking hair, players' hair from now on, which we'll have to do a segment. Clay Buckles is number one. Noah Syndergaard is number ten. 
Yeah. Like that's that's our range. So it's yeah. your but you have it halfway between Buckles and Syndergaard hair wise. Maybe a six. I'll give him a six. Thank you. I was gonna make you can't you can't be closer. You can't be that. You can't yeah. do that to that guy. That's just disrespectful. But let's get our win projection in here. Jack, where are you coming in on the Indians? Are you feeling hot about them? Are you feeling not? Let's hear it. I got them. I've got reaction right here. I'm deciding between two records inside the mind of Jack Doyle. Here we go. His mind is churning. I'm going to put him at gut reaction, my initial uh, what? My initial prediction, 30 and 30. I think they're going 500. They're not going to be bad. But um, I don't – I just – I'm uncertain about them. I think fans are uncertain about them. I wouldn't be surprised if they go 38 and 22, but I think 30 and 30 is where they're landed. I think 30 and 30 is a very – like a decent guess. I think – I could, this is going to be such a fence ride. This is a Jack Doyle type fence ride. Mm-hmm. I can see him going like 26 and 30 or 34 and 26. But I believe in this rotation more than more than most. Or like this team, I believe that they have a little bit more motivation to them than most do. So I'm going to come in with the higher side of that. I'm going to go with 34 and 26 on this Indians team. I think they're Do you have them still, in a wild card? No, nah, I don't know. I would have to – they, they can definitely vie for one. I – I'm not quite sure. I feel like the win totals are going to be a little more inflated than you expect. Okay. But they could definitely slide into the playoffs. I could see that entirely. I think they're clearly the number two team in the AL Central. Yeah. I Yeah. I'd, I'd agree. I think the White Sox are a better, like, more entertaining team to watch. Probably funner because they're better, a young team. Better trying, for the future. 100%. And also yeah. they're a young team trying to set expectations, whereas the Indians are trying not to disappoint. So they're in very different situations right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, I still think they're better. And the Twins are obviously the class of the Central. But they can give them – they can can pressure them a little bit. So I'm going to come in with a 34 and 26 pick. Mm -hmm. You got anything else on the Indians, man? I don't think I do other than the Spiders 2022. Um, Bauer leaving kind of sucks. I think you like Bauer if you're an Indians fan. Reds get him now, but – Mike Clevenger has also really spoken up, though. He's a very like outgoing player. He is, yeah. I think they got they got good guys. I mean, sucks to see them suck. I kind of want to see them be good, but I just think they're it's, missing they a little e- a little oomph. We'll see. Yeah, it's like we, I think the narrative is they suck, but they really don't. But that'll yeah. wrap us our that wrap up our breakdown of the Indians and of course your league leading team in wins, the Detroit Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to check us out on Instagram at the Turning Two Podcast where you can get daily content on on Twitter at the Turning Two Pod where again you can get even more fun content. We tweet out fun stuff like that Tigers rotation stuff all the time. We're here mm-hmm. for you guys day and night. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify and any other platform you like to consume your podcast. And we will be back with you tomorrow for another breakdown.